Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Ready or not, because we're going to break in the new year. Kind of. It's still the end of 2023. Like the fucking Kool-Aid, man. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Still, my one of my favorite Dane kicks, Dane Cook skits. Well, looky, looky. Dad's gonna come home and beat me with a toaster. <laughs> You've seen the animated version of that, right? I don't know. I don't recall it now. He does the whole thing. He says, "My dad's gonna come home and beat me with a toaster," and it cuts to this dad swinging a toaster by its plug, driving like outside of Ace Ventura style <laughs> outside a car. <laughs> Uh, anyway. wild. Yeah. End of the year. Gamers do podcast. Your Final. weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that might pique our interests. Which this week is mostly going to be a lot of peaking interests, interest that we've lost, interest that we've gained. Yeah. There'll be a little review. A, the year in review and next year in preview. And a few news stories along the way. And that's it. Any any new releases this week? No. Didn't think so. No. There's, there's again, it's a lot of, like, the new releases this week were whatever you got under your tree. Yeah. The games you found along Stocking the way. Of one of the 95 presents of Hanukkah. I don't know how Kwanzaa works. Offending the Jews. Not offending anybody. I'm just, I know that it's like, what, it's thir- 13, day- 13 days? I'm not even going to, I don't know. I'm trying to think of how many candles there are. I want to say. If it's six, six, and one, so it's 13. That feels right. But I don't know if it's 13 days. I, don't, I, think it might, I feel it... like it's 12, but I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't know either. Not Jewish. Not going to continue. Not to... Jewish. Not religious in any way, shape, or form. Other than worshiping the coming of death. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously. Help. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you want to jump right into it? It's probably going to be a short episode. You tell me. Uh, yeah, you know, let's just jump right into it. Do you want to be Uno or Dose? Dose. 
Oh my God, going to you. This is a rough one. Don't know if you're going to want to do that. All right, number one. Oh, no, no, I'll definitely do that. You may remember that Blizzard and NetEase had a loud and controversial split in late 2022 after a 14-year partnership. After some drama back and forth, this led to a lawsuit that is still ongoing. Well, a new report from 36KR, which is some sort of Chinese news site, suggests that Blizzard will once again partner with NetEase to get its games back online in mainland China. It is possible that the acquisition by Microsoft and the related departure of Bobby Kotick have been instrumental instrumental in the new agreement. <clears throat> Chinese gamers may still have to wait some time, though, as the two companies will have to rebuild the whole infrastructure, including a national server operation team, test servers, and related systems. As for the lawsuit, it is possible that Blizzard will request to drop it as part of the new agreement. Seems to be the trend, you know? Get rid of uh, good old Bobby. And everyone's happy again. Yeah, well... It uh, it does spark a lot of, you know, good riddance. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah. I, I hope it does hit you, but I don't want to buy a new door, and that's worth more to me than your sad body. Yeah. I can't wait. I don't know. Maybe we covered it at some point, and I don't remember it, but, like, his inevitable, like, I'm sure he got a golden parachute of some kind. Of, like, him departing, he was given, like, a lump sum or something. Oh, probably. Not to mention all the money he probably made off the the sale of Activision Blizzard to begin with, but yeah, yeah, it, having a stroke over there. I thought I brought a drink with me. I did not. Oh, do you want to? Do you want some no, water? I'm. I'm I'll, I should be all right. I should be all right for now. Okay, we'll see. After this, though, might be a different discussion. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, number two, Valve has just released an extensive list of best of Steam titles, including those that were most played throughout the year across multiple platforms. Uh, and here we go. I'm going to go through some of them. I'm not going through all of them. No, that's fair. I figured um, we'd you know hit the ones we thought were most interesting. I'm going to go through the categories, and, and I'm only going to read. So they, the way they did it is they did platinum, gold, silver categories. Yeah. I only care about platinum, and now we're just going to do the platinum top sellers. Okay. This the year's top games measured by gross revenue. Counter Strike Two. These are not ranked, by the way. Other than other than they're in platinum, I, they don't say that they're in an order. Yeah, I, I would assume they're not. Um, so Counter Strike Two, Lost Ark, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare Three, Warzone, and Modern Warfare Two, Hogwarts Legacy, PUBG, Destiny Two, Apex Legends, Starfield. Sons of the Forest. Yeah, Dark Horse. Look at you guys going out here. That's yeah. wild to me. That one in um, Destiny 2. Yeah, still still kicking. Yeah. Cyberpunk 2077, Dota 2, and Baldur's Gate 3 sneaking in at the end. Yeah, which is also kind of crazy. I wonder if that can... Was it on early access on Steam? Baldur's Gate 3? No, because remember it was Stadia. Okay, and then... So... That's kind of wild, too, that it's on there, considering it came out later. So that was just top sellers, no matter release time, anything. Here are the top new new releases measured by gross revenue. Uh, Hogwarts, Baldur's Gate, Starfield, Sons of the Forest, 
So, you know, makes sense on both lists. Mm-hmm. Jedi Survivor. Remnant 2. Street Fighter 6. Resident Evil 4 Remake. Or, uh, yeah, remake with a new DLC separate ways. Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. City Skylines 2, Payday 3, and FC 24. FC 24 is a weird one. That is a weird one. And I think that's just people refusing to use Origin. Yeah, which, you know what? Or slash, sorry, EA Play, the new app they made. I respect that. Even though I think if you buy it on Steam, you still have to launch it through that. Yeah. But that's just people like, no, your app sucks. Yeah. Payday 3. It's funny that that came out in September to kind of, at least in the circles that I visit, to kind of nothing. Still yeah, no in, fanfare. Still in, the, still in the platinum tier of, of games sold this year. But just kind of like, yeah. I mean, it's on Game Pass. Well, to be fair, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull in another one here. I'm going to pull in. The, you're not going to do most played, I'm assuming, right? No. All right. I'm gonna, there's, it's all of the same games repeated except for one game. And I'm just going to make the same point for all of them. Payday 3, like you were just talking about. And to a certain extent, Sons of the Forest as well. Yeah. And on the most played was all the games we just talked about for the most part. And then also Goose Goose Duck. Interesting. And all of those under the radar, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there was a lot. The Out of everything that we mentioned, the most things that got talked about were Starfield, Baldur's Gate, Hogwarts. And that's really it. Yeah. Jedi Survivor got talked about when it came out, but not after that. Baldur's Gate, Starfield, and Hogwarts got talked about well before and after for a while. Street Fighter kind of came and went. It'll still be, you know, in fighting game communities, it will still always be there. But mm-hmm. um, Resident Evil, same thing. Armored Core, same thing. Sons of the Forest, I think it's technically an early access. I think technically they are in that, like, a pre, you know, early access version of themselves or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're not at, like, 1.0, technically. FC24 being on here is also just interesting. Uh, from the idea that it's in the platinum tier, not the gold tier. Yes, FIFA always sells, mm-hmm. but FIFA is selling that much, or sorry, EAFC selling that much on PC to be in the platinum tier, not just console. Yeah. While also being not FIFA anymore. Yeah. I did. It still has all the recognition, I'm sure, but I'm very curious what the true overall numbers are 23 to 24. Yeah, I was curious how that was going to pan out losing FIFA. And I guess probably this year we won't really get a good indicator no. of it. It'll probably be next year. Yeah. Because um, you'll need the year and uh, numbers out of EA for 24. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, I went down to the gold tier to see like if there's anything wild there that, you know, would that was out weird. But for top sellers, but there was. Uh... Wow. Okay. Most played. Or oh, it's new releases. Never mind. That's not that's not exciting. That's right. exciting. Um, now I'm gonna hit you with this one. Oh, it's on there too. Before you do your okay, most played um in the gold tier, uh, the finals made it in there, which which is wild. Yeah, because other than if you got into a beta weekend, that only came out a couple weeks ago. Yeah, have you played it yet? Uh. Not since it actually came out. I played it before it came out. Okay. 
I appreciate that they have an early access uh, tab. So the the tab I was going to go to. Yes. Is the Steam Deck tab. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the most played games on Steam Deck measured by daily active players, which makes this interesting. It does. Uh, The platinum category for most played games on Steam Deck by average, sorry, active daily users, Elden Ring. What? Dave the Diver. Makes sense. Half-Life. The original Half-Life. Starfield. The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. From 2015. Vampire Survivors. Makes sense. Baldur's Gate 3. Makes sense. Resident Evil 4, Armored Core 6, Cyberpunk, Hogwarts, and Grand Theft Auto 5. I don't even know. I I looked at this and I was like, what a motley crew. Like, what a random selection. It's like some of those, you know, make sense because it's like, you know, somebody's just got a Steam Deck. It's like, oh, I can finally play Witcher, like, you know, portable and I don't have to sit down, you know, whatever. And I can kind of take it with me, keep going. Baldur's Gate, same same thing of like, oh yeah. That's kind of the theme, actually, now that you mention it. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of that, except for Dave the Diver, Half Life. It's all large RPGs that somebody can take with them and not have to like sit down to or to take up a, depending on the household, take up a TV. Yeah. Or something to play. They just have the Steam Deck. Half Life. I appreciate that Half Life's randomly in there. Yeah, Half Life, Dave the Diver, and Vampire Survivors being on there are more of the uh the casual game compared mm-hmm. to the in terms of like our deep dives into the other one. And then the last one I want to talk about is VR. Because I'm going to play this game, Matt. Have you looked at this list? Are you looking at this list? I I did look at it. Okay. This is the year's top VR exclusive experiences measured by gross revenue. And I know Matt said he looked at it. He might be looking at it right now, but right. I want him to tell me if he's heard of any of these as I go. You know what? That's a fair point, because when I did look at it, I was like, I haven't heard of half of these games. So Into the Radius. Nope. I have no idea what that is, and it's $20. Yep, no on idea. sale right now. Blade and Sorcery, a VR fantasy sword fighting game. That one I have heard of. I have heard of that one as well. Mm-hmm. VTOL VR. Nope. I have not heard of that, but the, it, do I just get to pilot a VTOL and... I would assume so, in which case, all right, fair. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued. Gorilla Tag. Nope, that was the one that really threw me. So I think I've seen this one being played. It's like with like the ropes between platforms and people like running around and I'm imagining you know the like the tag game, like the the, Yeah, the World Championship tag. Yeah, yeah. I'm imagining that, but But, three dimensional with gorillas. Yeah, basically. Okay. Um I'm pretty sure I've seen this being played, and you get it put in like an arena with all these yeah. vertical obstacles and everything mm-hmm. else that you can run around on. Um, I wild to me that it's in the platinum tier. Bone Lab, yeah, that one. Wait, Bone Lab, Bone Lab, not Bone Works. Okay, yeah, no, no, Bone don't, Lab. Know, don't know that one. And Bone Works, no Bone Works. Yeah, Bone Works has been around for yep. a while. Um, Half Life Alex Classic. makes sense. Yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted 2. Obviously, I've heard of Five Nights at Freddy's, but did not know there was another VR title. Skyrim. 
That's a weird one. Classic. You know what it probably is for Skyrim? You, you probably could guess as well. It's probably mod support. Oh, probably. Beat Saber. Classic. Still showing up. Pavlov. Yep. And Ghosts of Tabor. That one I was like thrown by just because like I feel like I've heard it, but I'm like, it just sounds like every other fucking game. So, yeah. So, wild. <laughs> yeah. What's awesome. wild is, um, which is kind of telling for VR in general, is uh, Beat Saber. I would, you would, most people would consider an older game. Yes, uh, but still in the top most played. Yeah, I think Pavlov has been around for a while. Yes. Um, I don't know about Blade and Sorcery because I think there's a couple of them, so I might be confusing them together. Obviously, Half Life Alex has been well, around for Mountain, a while. There's Mountain Blade. There's Blade. I think there's yeah. Blade and Sorcery, like other things that are not the VR game that confuse us. Yep. Skyrim's been out for a while. Half-Life Alex has been out for a while. Boneworks has been out for a while. So, like, there's not a lot of... There's nothing new really breaking into it. Yeah, there's not a lot of innovation going on in VR. Some of the new stuff is in the lower tiers, so... Yeah. We'll see. I'm curious if that list changes after the Loki game. Because I've heard really good things about that. That people are like, this VR game just feels really good, like a Mm -hmm. VR experience should. Yeah. I'm like, all right. I'm not gonna give the headset to do it. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, yeah, that's the problem. All right, number three. Ahead of the upcoming launch of Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, Ryu. How do you say their studio name? Ryu Ga Goroku. RGG. All right, I'm fair. I'm fine (laughs) with that. RGG Studio Director Masayoshi Yokohama. Yokoyama. Yokohama. That's fine. Uh, was featured in an interview published on Automaton Media. I love that you got this one and not me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Yokoyama, also a writer on Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, revealed some interesting facts about the game. Quote, pre-orders are going quite well. I think we might break a record in terms of pre-orders. At the moment, there are no plans for Infinite Wealth to come to Game Pass. End quote. Um, the recent released spinoff Like a Dragon Gaiden is it Gaiden or Gaiden? I always fuck this up. I go Gaiden. Gaiden. All right. Uh, like a Dragon Gaiden was added to Game Pass from day one because the team wanted to invite new players to get familiar with the franchise ahead of the next mainline installment. Even so, uh, Gaiden. What did we say it was? Gaiden? Gaiden. 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 Gaiden sold much better than expected, with Yokoyama saying it was doubled his own estimation so far later in the interview the studio director also stressed once again the massive size of like a dragon infinite wealth which he said will take never ending to a whole new level quote first of all the main story is long it features two main protagonists and numerous other characters so the amount of side stories related to each of them is considerable end quote um fans of the old action combat style of the franchise will be happy to know that yakuza like a dragon the first installment to feature the new turn-based combat and new protagonist, Ichiban, has now received a brawler mode on PC. And it's called um, what, Yakuza, what was it called? It's called Yakuza Like a Dragon Brawler. And that's it. Which is interesting. Yeah. I'm curious how that, like... Mm-hmm. How it, like, if it feels because right. Because when, when we saw the stuff for Infinite Wealth... Mm-hmm. These guys are just fucking like they're banging, they're, man. I know, but they're like the the whole Kiwami and everything like remakes that they put on Xbox and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they out of nowhere do like a dragon, and it's like 
And now everybody's in. I don't know if like pandemic worked out perfectly for them where a bunch of people got a time to kind of like watch and appreciate the series that's been out for years. Um, But now it's like they're just pumping out bangers and I'm enjoying them. Mm -hmm. Somebody that I did not think I would enjoy a Yakuza game, even after like watching Ray play all of them up until uh, like a dragon. And then I played Mm -hmm. like a dragon. Well, I watched him and then I played it. Um, and then I've watched him play the side ones of Judgment, Ishin, and whatever, the ones I'm not going to mm-hmm. play. But I purposely still have not watched his Gaiden playthrough. I think what it is is... Because um, I'm playing it, and I love it. I think what it is is, like, from what I've seen of it and what I've heard and, to- and everything, I think the the creators did a really good job of merging what Western entertainment is with the funness of Eastern entertainment. Because... You know the the extreme of of Eastern and like mainstream entertainment is anime, and it's just like ridiculous. But it's hard to consume, and it has its own problems. And they're like a lot of them is like the tropes and stuff like that. But like they took the best of that and like merged it with like a traditional like structured like Western storyline. Like they merged the two so well, right? And it's just like it's just great. It's just great they, storytelling and but have, fun at the same time. They have the fun, like lighthearted moments mm-hmm. that you get from the eastern side. Yeah, but their mainline stories are written with a soap opera western take yeah. mm-hmm. of all this drama and families involved and plot twists and ninety five backstabs in one episode and you know all that stuff. But then you go to the side mission and it's like. Well, you got to meet Mr. Masochist, and you're like, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> what do you mean I have uh, to go help a guy that loves getting beat? I think part of it, too, is like, I got to imagine studios like this that can like pump out quality games so quickly and so well is like they probably had did a really good job of making tools for their games. And the fact, so they, they, have, an, they have the Dragon Engine that they've revamped over the years. Yeah. And the Dragon Engine has always been, uh, they went away from it for, I can't remember which ones they went away from it for, um, earlier ones that I didn't play. But I know they stepped away from it for one or two of them. And it just wasn't like the same. And then they went back, I think they I think they might have gone away while they were revamping the engine. Yeah, like they had a team revamping it yeah. while they were. Yeah. And so they, they went back to it. And the the Dragon Engine is hysterical. Mainly because, I mean, you've seen Gaiden. The yeah. amount that it is, like, lived in. Yeah. And you're just walking around, like, where I mean, we're playing on my PC, and you're walking through the city. And, yeah, the map is only so big. But you are walking through a fully realized city with people and taxis. Like, a fully pedestrian city, almost. Like, yeah, there's taxis that can take you from place to place. And if you were playing, um, like, a dragon... Then you're dealing with uh, cars actually driving around or whatever, but it's a fully pedestrian city that you can go into so many different stores and all these people and all these things, mm. and that engine rendering and like running all of that, it's hysterical it, compared to what you see sometimes when they try to do that. Yeah, I mean, because it it also visually is good. Yeah, the physics are are decent for what it is, which that's the best part about the Dragon Engine is the amount of beautiful, ridiculous ragdolling that can yeah. happen. <laughs> and the on the other side of that, what's also fascinating is you don't see 
like the comical Ubisoft, or I'm sorry, Bethesda level bugs either. So like clearly there's there's a sense of quality there on the back end. Yeah, you don't have the you have their their goofiness is a charm mm-hmm. where Ubisoft's goofiness is a problem. Yeah. Like you see the the reason we can have the jokes about Assassin's Creed when you're climbing a wall and then just uh, you press there's something the wrong way and you have the comic guy just leaping in the other direction, like away from the wall. Like, yeah. it's like, no, that's not, that's never what should happen. But then you get to Yakuza and you punch a guy into a car and he ragdolls 40 feet in the air and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't, you don't think of it. It's fun. So I don't know, whatever they're doing, they got keep doing it. Sauce. I wish more, I wish more studios would, would be capable of that. I guess. Speaking of studios, we wish would be capable of it. Number four, Ubisoft was apparently targeted by hackers who tried stealing almost one terabyte of data. Speaking with Bleeping Computer, the European company confirmed that they are currently investigating an alleged data security incident following a report from VX Underground, which also provided proof of how hackers had access to the company's Microsoft Teams, Confluence, and SharePoint. The hackers had access to Ubisoft's data for around 48 hours before the administration realized what was happening and cut off access. In the end, it seems like the attack did not have major consequences as the hackers lost access before they could steal the 900 gigabytes of data that was targeted. Well, hey, they didn't get it. But I know, you know of all on, the companies who... On the backs of an already <laughs> massive leak out of one studio, here goes another one. Two. That's true. And this one was at a publisher level. Yeah. Um... I guess we'll just keep her keep her rolling since it's somewhat tangentially similar. Uh, we're into the rumor roundup. <laughs> a leak of GTA Five development files has given us a look at some of of the agent screenshots. And if you don't remember, Agent was announced in 2007 at Sony's E3 conference, but entered a uh, sort of development hell before Rockstar ended up abandoning the trademark in 2018. And uh, I don't know if you've seen the screenshots. They look pretty fucking cool. I'm kind of in the we'll see a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think what they ended up doing, and I think people, all, other people summarize or, or theorize this as well, is um, I think they ended up using some of the assets and, and stuff for GTA V. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <clears throat> the old uh, Project Titan. Yeah, apparently Rockstar was working out both projects, and then they ended up like obviously GTA Five took priority, so they just like I'm gonna take that. Yep, take, take those that. take those assets and took the team, and then the project was literally just like forgotten about in a closet or something until they were like, yeah, we might as well not renew this trademark. Has anybody seen Agent? Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> or what's that? A uh, two and a half meme? I feel like I'm forgetting something. Ah, <laughs> uh, if you're forgetting it, it wasn't that important anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Agent. Age, agent drowning in the water or whatever. Yep. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, no, the two and a half men mean what? He's uh, getting rained on at the bus stop. Yeah, he's waiting for... Yeah. yeah. Then, then there's up. the other one that's the, the kid Child playing. drowning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The one, the parents playing with the one kid and the other one's drowning okay. and then there's the skeleton in the, yep. <laughs> in the bottom of the pool. <laughs> uh, Grand Theft Auto V source code uh, makes a couple references to the Nintendo Switch. Um, depending on if you're a glass half full or glass half empty person, uh, that means either Rockstar may release a late port on Nintendo 
or they were thinking about it early on in development but gave up on it. I'm going to go with the second one. Um, yeah. Which, if you couldn't catch the theme here, and I didn't, we didn't cover it because honestly, I'm like leaked out, um, which doesn't sound good. Uh, <laughs> GTA, oh, I'm all out of leaks. <laughs> there was a GTA 5 uh, leak of sorts where the source code was leaked and you know people did data mining and digging and all sorts of other shit on other data and they found a bunch of stuff related to rockstar um all right marvel spider-man 2 pc work in progress screenshots were a part of the insomniac leak um according to the info the port is expected to cost 4.6 million dollars which is twice of what the first port cost and it should be completed by the end of march of 2024 but don't expect it because Sony. <laughs> um, I mean, you're not wrong. That's kind of funny to me, though, that, like, you know, like, the port is essentially easy. And it's all, mostly done already. And Sony will sit on it for, yeah, oh, yeah, you know, however long they feel like, but at least a year. Until they start kind of, like, never seeing it. Potential mm-hmm. for increase in PS5 sales from it. Yeah. Um, a video has surfaced online showing someone testing a rumored upcoming Nintendo Switch flash cartridge loaded with multiple Switch games. I saw this, and if that is real, that person is being fired immediately. Oh, hell yeah. And legal action taking against them, because I, I don't know. So I saw the post. I don't know if you saw the post. I think I um, saw a screenshot from the video. Yeah, so I saw the, the video from whatever random account it was. Yeah. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, this doesn't seem legit. This seems like Pirate Bay territory where like, well, we loaded up a, a one Switch card with a bunch of different games and, you know, yeah, we, that's we what managed I... to make this work. And I'm like, there's no way Nintendo greenlit this. And if and then <laughs> I see all the comments are like, ninjas are on their way. And I was like, man, that's racist. But like, I understand what they mean. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo's going to kill you. <laughs> I I kind of assumed it was either what you're talking about, someone who just like figured out how to do it and hacked it. Or it was like a development thing where Nintendo's like, can we do this? And should we do this? Not like a, this is a planned thing. Um, Sony could potentially be putting together a new internal studio of creatives that previously worked at Deviation Games. Uh, the rumor has begun to circulate after Twitter user Zubitech uh, noticed several related job description updates from former Deviation Games employees. And I looked into this one a little bit, and I get... Because at first, I was like, there's no way Sony's going to make a new studio while also trying to cut and possibly close other studios. Right. But I looked... I followed this person's train of thought and looked at all of the crap they posted. And it's plausible. Because, essentially, like, it is straight up, like, you know, one of the higher-ups at the studio now changed their their LinkedIn thing or whatever to say that they're working for Sony interactive entertainment on an unannounced project. And then like a whole slew of other people who worked at deviation now say they work underneath that person. So was deviation. I don't remember what deviation did. They were the ones fair point because they announced that they existed because it was a bunch of ex call of duty people. Okay. So they announced that they existed and that they were working on a project. And then they it was canceled and shut down. Right. So this goes into do you which want, do you want do you want my full theories? 
I don't know. Uh, let me give you more. I don't know I if you remember at this point who Deviation was, but the reason why we covered it and were interested into it because A, it was called ex-Call of Duty people. Right. And B, Sony was funding them. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we would have had the... Well, they're but buying them at some point. Yeah, but they did. They funded them, but they weren't a Sony studio. And then this. Yeah. So go ahead. So... <laughs> Yeah, you're my pie in the sky idea, right? No. Well, they funded them. The game got canceled. Then they said, well, you can come work for us. We've got this Naughty Dog Last of Us multiplayer that needs to work. And then they canned that and went, okay, we're just going to rebuild your studio and you guys go do whatever you want because that was an entire flop and waste of our time. I'm wondering if, yes, that. <laughs> because every, then- every studio they've bought and closed, even though they didn't necessarily buy Deviation, but every one that they've done that with was always the joke that well now you're just a support studio for naughty dog i i would have 100 behind that theory i'm gonna add the caveat in at the last part where they said well now we don't have anything for you to do but we're gonna need a call of duty competitor because right. microsoft well that mixed with <laughs> well clearly bungie sucks yeah and we're not really happy with how that's going mm-hmm. we have no active we have no i was gonna say we have no active shooter we have we have no we have no shooter game besides uh yeah. destiny and bungie's out here announcing games and not delivering even on their first game so we're not really looking great yeah. we're not putting our eggs all in that basket yeah so uh, you guys made call of duty before do you think you can do it again <laughs> get out there All right, 2023 in review. Yeah. This is is the part of the podcast where we don't know what to talk about anymore. No. I mean, we have our our document in front of us, and the things I listed were just ideas for possible topics. So, and I, there's a Metacritic link in there to remind me of what came out this year because I don't play games, I just talk about them. So, we're going to go with. Uh, I'm looking at the top ready games of 2023 in games that came out this year. Okay. Uh, this is by Metascore. Uh, I'm going to keep it on Metascore. I'm not going to go to user score. User score I went gonna... I went to user score and it, it, it keep it on. It fucks it all up. Yeah. It brings in a whole stay. slew of other games that yeah. you've never even heard of. Right. So, uh, hey, best, best games of the year according to uh, the critics. And we'll see how far I get down this list. Number one, Baldur's Gate 3. Number two, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which when you think about it, not even nominated. I was, yeah, that one kind of came and went. And I think it was, I think people were like, man, Breath of the Wild is so fun and innovative. And then they went, what if we did it again? And everybody went, no. Yeah. Because that was my take is that everybody loved, like, it was fun to watch people do the robot thing. But that's first, it. Yeah, for a second. Yeah. Uh, Metroid Prime Remastered. I don't even remember that. Asgard's Wrath 2. That's the Loki game. The VR one. Mm-hmm. Resident- okay. I was confused when he kept referring to it as Loki. I and I, like, I was like, I remember something with Loki. And then Asgard's Wrath. Mercer, Mercer is Loki. Yeah. Asgard's Wrath. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake. Which, again, looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Super Mario Bros. Wonder, which that's on my list to play. Yeah, that one got more um, fanfare, I think, than Zelda. 
as far as Nintendo stuff goes. Yeah, that's true. Well, because it gets the bonus of having a family game because you can play multiple characters. So yeah, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Three Expansion Pass Wave Four Future Redeemed. Why the fuck is that title? I don't know. It's I don't Japanese. understand Xenoblade Chronicles. Street Fighter Six. Yeah. There it is. I don't know. I'm not first a f- first n- number one fighting game of the year according to Metacritic. Speaking of game engines, I mean that's another one. The fucking the fighting game engines. Well, that that one uses the fucking RE. Oh engine. yeah, yeah, the RE. Yeah, the, and the RE engine is pretty cool. Yeah, it's another one. Against the storm. I don't. This is I the this is, uh, the city building roguelike. You're not going to know what this is. I know what this is. Yeah. But yeah, 92. Turbo Overkill. <laughs> I just like the guy's name is Johnny Turbo. Quake 2 Enhanced Edition. Jack Jean. Marvel Spider-Man 2. Videoverse. Dave the Diver. Pizza Tower. Dead Space. Slay the Princess. Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. Cocoon. Hell yeah. Great game. Alan Wake 2. Should have been higher. I know, that's been a while. Dead Cells, Return to Castlevania, Astral Ascent, and the Talos Principle 2. I'm not reading any more than that. That's 24 titles. Yep. Um, I'm going to breeze through real quick on this thing, see if there's anything relevant. I mean, the only ones that on the next page that might be relevant Sea of Stars, yep. um, Diablo 4, uh, Armored Core 6. I don't know, Jedi Survivor, you know, that's about it. Yeah, I mean, I, we've already kind of talked about it, but your your game, best game of the year, I'm assuming, is Alan Wake 2? Yeah, my, my game of the year is Alan Wake. Well, <laughs> Spider-Man's right there. That's wild. I I had so much fun in Spider-Man. Okay. Alan Wake 2 was a masterpiece. I mm-hmm. I chef's kiss that, that game is. There's so many memorable moments in it versus... Spider-Man, I didn't necessarily get those memorable moments, mm. but the entire thing just felt really good. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. There was no... um, There was no, like, aha, this feels really good. It, like... I, no, that's not the right word, because it did, it did feel good the entire time, but there wasn't that, like... I get it. It's, it's you know no what it brain is. Brain Blast. Spider-Man 2 is my Ghost of Shima. Where it's just good. Like, it's not like a, it's not like a, oh, this is like, you know, like the, the best thing ever, but it's just so good to play that it's. Yeah. Yeah. There is no, um, there's no Alan Wake 2 walking through a studio song. Yeah. There's, there's no just mind bending storytelling, like narrative plot point that when you get it, you go, oh, holy shit. Yeah. Like, even with, um, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima was the same way, where it's like, the whole thing is just good, and it just feels good the entire time. But there's nothing that's from like a narrative standpoint making you go, what? Yeah. Um, but Alan Wake 2, man, oh, it was just so good. And yeah, it's my game of the year. Spider-Man was so good, though. So I got to give an honorable mention. I would have to say from someone who didn't play video games, other than like watching them, I know it sounds ridiculous, but you know it's what I got. Um, <laughs> I I think the two and like a dragon feels good too. Just for yeah, that. the two most influential games it seems from the year would have to be Boulder's Gate three and um, 
I don't know. Probably Alan Wake too, but it would probably it. I once again, Spider Man would be right there as well because there was the amount of hype around Spider Man two, and then also just the fact that it it did deliver and people were yeah thrilled about it. So I think Alan Wake two is a more impressive achievement. Oh yeah, G- giving like context to Remedy and everything else. Um, but yeah, it. Baldur's Gate is definitely the the game of the year like in terms of still still just like everything it is. Yeah, I mean, I think as far as industry influence and what I appreciate the most about Baldur's Gate 3 is it kind of resets the bar as far as turn-based I mean, RPG. Yeah, there's this like narrative that like you know, like this the this developers from other studios getting upset with Baldur's Gate 3 and what it was able to accomplish was like a nice thing to see because it was like, basically like it kind of reset the bar and be like, yeah, we're still, we could make these games. It's just, you guys suck. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's very much a, no, we can still make an unbelievably impressive game that does all of these things mm -hmm. from a studio. That's not like, you know, before might not have been like in the talk as like a triple A studio or something. You know, it's like not like they're kind of flew under the radar. So yeah. it's and you know, you guys just pumping out garbage. Yeah, hot garbage. Like the you know, it's the uh the the SpongeBob meme, but it it's a everything else. Sponge the SpongeBob version is the one Krabby Patty versus King Neptune who can just make pyramids of burgers. Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, I made 40,000 of them. Yeah, but I made one and it was better than yeah. all of yours. Yeah. Um So, you know, who who wins? One shiny squid boy or 40 million dudes with guns in Call of Duty? Yeah. Well, I guess it probably depends on the know, context, but in this the context, money. <laughs> well, yeah, I I think still shiny squid boy at this point wins. Yeah. Not to mention everything that went wrong with Modern Warfare 3 specifically, but mm. Um your biggest disappointment. Starfield. In terms That's of probably, like in terms of like actually had my hands on and what I thought they could have done. Yeah. I think that would probably be a lot of people's. Really. I don't think I really stopped playing any other games this year. We didn't cover it, but you know, because it's not really anything like crazy, but there was like a new news articles this past week going on about how Steam reviews for Starfield have They've switched to mostly negative. Mostly negative, yeah. And I don't know what that's about either, though. I don't know. Like, I Steam reviews for me are always a weird place because you'll get the guy that's got 150 hours in Starfield and he's like, a game sucks. And you're like, what have you been doing for 150 hours then? Like, my, my number was 20, and I don't think the game sucks. I just think it's a letdown from where they should have been. Yeah. I think if you like like uh slow space exploration style mm. like kind of man storytelling not not that anybody not that there's any ever been a person i've met that's like you know what i kind of like a mass story i don't want it to be good or bad i just kind of want somebody to fail as they're writing basic quests you're like what no <laughs> well, but I mean, it's, it's watching be... it's watching stuff like the dlc that they're rumored to be bringing out that's supposed to give you vehicles for planets i mean that... like, why the fuck is this not in the game yeah. This should have been in the game from the start. Yep. I mean that especially when when the major complaint I think has been that the world is empty, the world yes. the, the universe the is empty. The planets are empty. And not just like in the way that 
Todd talked about in the beginning where he's like, yes, there's going to be ones you come across that are empty. And it's like, yeah, I do expect there to be empty ones. But the ones that aren't aren't empty, in air quotes yeah. here, are still empty. But like walking across them is empty. Yeah, I mean, I, I it's like you put you put outpost there, thirteen hundred meters away from me, and I have to walk the entire way there. So now picture, wipe your brain of Starfield. Now picture playing the game, the game releasing and playing it again in the same exact shape, but this time you have like something cool that's enjoyable to drive around, so you could get there in like a quarter of the time. The game would be shorter for sure, but you so probably what? would have enjoyed it. And you're 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 probably like the I was about to say quintessential gamer as far as Lawrence would kill you. You're you're like the majority <laughs> of Lawrence people. Lawrence would dive through this wall yeah. like a Kool Aid man. <laughs> you're you're the majority of the people who are going to play this game. Yeah, you would have gotten probably a million more. Much you would have gotten more enjoyment out of it. Probably. Yeah, I got to to twenty hours. Yeah, and I was going down this pirate storyline. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, you know what? I don't care anymore. If it was just more accessible and you could get to the content faster. I also don't think I give a shit about space, which is a, which is a like problem in Starfield. Yeah. Like No Man's Sky I enjoyed just from the I enjoyed it not in the beginning because in the beginning it was just as empty. Yeah. But when we went back for that little bit when you were like, yeah, and I have all these planets that just make me infinite money and blah 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 blah. And I was like, oh, my God, they added so much to this. And it was so much nicer to just be able to blitz in and out of planets and go down to, like, your base that you have built. And you could do all these things. And it's like, yeah, good. This is what it should have been, yeah. But that took six years. Yeah. And to think, okay, Starfield in six years could, if they added all that same stuff, that could be a banger of a game. But for for Bethesda, that's six years too late. Right. And I'm not going to go back. You know, it, sure, if it's still on Game Pass, maybe I'll go back and just try it, which is how I played it the first time. But, like, I don't, I, there's going to be so many other things. You're going to be, you're going to be six years into Starfield development doing that and not releasing Elder Scrolls. You're going to piss everybody off. Yeah. I think the move here is to release a DLC or two and have already, I, I, I would hope the bulk of Bethesda has already moved on to something else. Yeah. I don't, I don't Take know. it on the chin, figure it out. I mean, at this point, I think that we're getting to the point of where Hollywood was, uh, or uh, Hollywood's kind of in the same state now, where it's like stale. Yeah, there's like Baldur's Gate, and a lot. There's a lot of good stuff that's come out, obviously. For but me, it's it's a slight difference in the Hollywood argument because it, it the Hollywood stale is all the you know blockbusters are all the same type of mm-hmm. thing. But at least with games, there's so many where you can go. Okay, you know what? I'm not dealing with AAA studios for a while anymore. Unless yeah. it's something you specifically know. Like for me, I'm going to play Football Manager. I still haven't played this year's, but like, you know, that's in my list of I will always yeah. play that. I will always play I will be the show. Yeah. I will always play World of Warcraft. Uh-huh. Oh, Starfield's coming out? Okay, I'll game pass for a minute and then mm-hmm. like I'll just move on. I'll I'll start digging through all these other indie games that are getting like crazy fun reviews. Lethal Company exists. Like if I still had a if we were still in a gaming group of sorts with all of our friends and Lethal Company was out for us, can you imagine? We'd be going nuts if we still had that time that we used to have. Yeah. That would that's exactly but that's what I'm talking about. Like you wouldn't 
I don't need these anymore. I don't mm-hmm. need Star. There's so many AAA studios making so many experiences, even if just shorter experiences. Yeah. So it's like you might be in it for ten hours, but like that ten hours is, is if it's a concise, cleaned up, polished ten hours is going to feel way better than wasting twenty hours in Starfield mm-hmm. just to go. Yeah, it is what it is, and yeah. just like walking away from it because it was it was not just tedious, but I wasn't enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, I that's kind of was, I think the sums up this year to an extent is like the playing field has been leveled. Like you know, you don't gamers don't have to rely on these known entities like Bethesda and whoever else to put out games because a team can put out a, a Boulder's Gate three or or. Or, like, you know, you have, like, Dave the Diver or, like, whatever, Sea of Stars. Like, yeah, there's sea all these stars. other things that are just, like... Apparently, the... Speaking of Sea of Stars, apparently the devs from Chrono Trigger, the original, some of the original team, mm-hmm. uh, were, at, like, in an interview or something, were asked about Chrono Trigger 2. Mm-hmm. And they're like, eh, no, not, you know, we don't really have anything to go... And somebody brought up Sea of Stars, like either one of them or something, and then they like brought up a video and they watched and they're like, "That looks amazing." Yeah, just go play that. And it's like, yeah, you have the guys that they emulated, like them. They're probably heroes to an extent. Going, yeah, this looks great. Just play that. Hmm. Like, yeah, there you go. Like, there's no, not maybe not so much thing as a no higher praise, but like you can't ask for much more than the amount of indies that exist now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. To, you know, get you by a triple A drought. Mm-hmm. There's so many. Yeah. It's like, oh, Naughty Dog hasn't made a game except for remaster them. I don't give a shit. I'm not playing them. I got other things to do. So, um, what was the last thing I want to bring up? Trends. Uh, any 
any thoughts on trends in general this year? Any any trends you saw you liked? Any trends you hope you don't see any more of? Or I I'd have to be really thinking if there was a trend this year at all. I don't think there was other than the ones that we mentioned, which were just like trends as far as the industry goes. Yeah, I think there were more industry trends and there were game trends. Mm-hmm. Like more studio and business decisions than yeah than there were. I will like say we, I'm like appreciating the move that seems to be happening away from live service services being like the future. Like they're I kind think, of I think they still will be, but it'll just be disguised as other things. Yeah, well I think the idea is that I don't I don't want them to not exist. I want balance. And the pendulum was definitely is I think swinging back towards a balance. And I want people that I don't I want live service that makes sense. Yes. I don't want like one of the things that scares the shit out of me is in a mild looking forward is Heartland, Division Heartland. Mhm. An extraction shooter that really the only ones right now that are true extraction shooters is Escape from Tarkov. Yeah. BRs are no longer extraction shooters because you're not leaving. You're mm-hmm. just surviving. Um, I guess Ring of Elysium is still extraction. But that's like the only one. Like there's everything else is just, you know, you're the last man standing. Mm-hmm. But as a true extraction shooter, Tarkov has probably got the market on it. And Heartland's going to try to take some people for it. And that requires, being free to play requires you to be live service. But doing that means you're not making a single player, which is what I love in the division, which means you're making a full multiplayer version of the division in this open world farmland, essentially. Mm-hmm. Can it be good? Can it be fun? Yeah. Am I intrigued to still play it? Yeah. Is their monetization model going to look like ass? Oh, yeah. It's going to because one, it's Ubisoft that mm-hmm. fucks everything up. Yep. And two, it's a free-to-play game that is not going to be popular enough where they could actually have, like, I don't know what Fortnite Fortnite prices are anymore, mm-hmm. but I imagine that they can be semi-reasonable because there's so many players. Yeah, it's an economy of scale. That once you have so many players, you can lower prices on things yeah. to make them, while while making them lower, but still, still arguably for the most people, probably too much. Yeah. But they're still lower than if you had less people what they would be. I think at this point it's similar to a WoW subscription. Like, you you know, like in value. Right, which even that I think <clears throat> should go away or be dramatically lowered. Mm-hmm. And if they announced either of those, people would go nuts. Oh, yeah. Which they might. I mean, that I would, would be... love it. I'd be, I'd be jonesing at the bit. But the... There's enough live service examples of failures that I think people can kind of hone in on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, like division two is my, one of my prime examples of a, a live service failure. Like we're just going to keep releasing battle passes every single, you know, whatever month. And I saw a post the other day, maybe a week ago now for division two next season or something like that. And I'm like, you're season 29 in the division two. What the fuck are you doing? And it's all my, my biggest problem with games like specifically division two that are doing live service things is they are not designed to where if I wanted to go back to the division two, 
I could understand what is happening. Yeah. Which is the same that I don't know if you saw the hard drive tweet earlier that the maybe it was the game producer at Bungie quote tweeted with a like laughing emoji, but their their story was uh, Bungie releases a 300 page book to explain what the fuck is going on in Destiny for new players. Basically something along those lines. And it's yeah. like, yeah, because no one has if you walked a new person in and they're just like, oh, yeah, I heard this has really great shooting. How do I get loot or do whatever or do whatever? There is no concise thing put out by that game on how to do it. It's like the um, it's like they're they do they add things or change things for the sake of adding things and changing things so that they can say it's a live service game and charge you. Right, but there's just no like if somebody got into league right now. Okay, you're gonna get your free tiers of whatever heroes. You're gonna play games, get heroes. Yeah, there. Makes That's sense. the end of that discussion. Mm-hmm. Skins and things are all cosmetic. We can talk about that later, but you're just going to keep playing the game to get essence to buy heroes and keep moving on. Yeah. Got an Xbox account linked that you get a bunch of them. Yep. Boom. Done. Okay. You want to get into wow. Okay. It's going to get a little bit more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if I'd use that as an example. No, but I, like that's the one where you go, yeah. okay, it's going to get a little bit more complicated. You got to buy You Do you want to play the most recent stuff? Buy the most recent expansion. Start leveling a character. And then suffer. Yeah. If you don't have one of us, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. It'll be confusing, but we can get you there. You know, somebody like somebody can help you. Yeah. And it's, it tends to be pretty straightforward as long as you are. I want to play the most recent content. Mm-hmm. Then your goal is get to 60, go to the new zone and start leveling and ignore everything else. Yeah. But you just have to get to 60. Or you, uh, to be fair, uh, Blizzard does not pay me for this, but if you pre-order War Within, you just go right to 70. Just get a boosted character and be done with it. <laughs> the, <laughs> the They're getting it down, I think, with getting players to come back. They've been tweaking it every little bit. Yeah, well, and also having a BlizzCon and, a, and announcing a bunch of things and bringing Metson back and having all that stage presence. Yeah. Like, it, I'm pretty sure their numbers have only gone up since yeah, I think that's a priority for them. We'll yeah. say that. Um, but also the... <laughs> Like, yeah, you go to that, you go to Destiny, I would not know. Yeah, I, I mean, that's... I wouldn't even know, because they started vaulting things, remember? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even know if I got the most recent DLC, what, does that give me every other DLC before it? Does it I don't not? Know. Does I mean, it... I think that it is a really big problem that someone needs to figure out, or, like, how to deal with that, because, like, the division and destiny are both great examples. Destiny has great gunplay and I actually liked playing destiny, but I would not go back for the exact reason you're describing. And the division is like probably top three. One of the franchises that I had the most hope for. And then, and then releasing heartland is like, all right, well just shoot me in the dick because (laughs) this franchise is dead. There's, you know part, what I mean? of, there's like, part of me that hopes that maybe Heartland, you and I would enjoy if they do have the PvPVE aspect of yeah. it. We could like we can get into a place, loot up a building full of NPCs, and then we still run into like, okay, we're gonna run into a team and die, and we're gonna get angry because yeah. we, lost, we looted everything and died to them. But we still would have that moment of like there's can enough. We, can we to, get away? Yeah. Like, is there still enough of that that loop to still have the fun? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, was it D one that we played a bunch of? I mean, I played a shit ton of D1. Yeah, I think I played far more D1 than I did D2, so yeah. it's probably D1. Uh, where we would play D1, and it was 
you could actually be in that that moment of like I'm in cover, I'm in cover. Okay, yeah. cover me, boom, rotate. And like mm-hmm. you had a it was semi tactical MMO shooter. Yeah, there was enough there to keep, where you could. Going. I'll be right back. Yeah, there's a there was enough there in D1 to where you could play it tactically, but not have to go nuts like you would with like ready or not, you know, like and D2, they just. F- they went the live service thing and it just like fucked it all up. And but it was still in, a little in bit there. D two, you could do it in the beginning when it was just the first map. And yeah, there was no like when you were just going through the campaign, and there was no um, like not open world because the whole thing was open world. But there was no um, repeatability part of it. You were just you know doing quests to do mm-hmm. the thing, and then you had that fun moment where you remember where you came across. This is the beginning of D two, so or uh, beginning of Division two, not Destiny two, <laughs> uh, Division two where. Who fucking knows what this turned into because I didn't keep playing. But I think we were playing at the same time where you remember you walk into that room and the lights go out and there's just this hulked out dude just mowing you down and you have to just escape. And you're like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck just happened? That? Yeah, it's like those are fun moments to yeah. have in games like that. Mm. But you know what I'm not sticking around for? Whatever the fuck that meant. Because <laughs> you made it so confusing. The only thing I went back for was the DLC of Warlords in New York because yeah, I was pissed it that had... they didn't fucking finish Keener. Yeah, he came And then back. they finished Keener in there and in they... a terrible way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. The writing team needs to be fired into the sun. Yeah, it's just... That's the, that's the downside. I think the biggest... They started out so good. The biggest issue with trying to make games live service or make a live service game or whatever. It's like something's got to give and it's usually the writing because it doesn't like... No one can figure out how to develop develop story content fast enough to support a live service game, or they just don't want to put the effort in. Yeah. And this is coming from somebody that really likes what Massive can do. Mm-hmm. I know how good they were with that. I know how good... I don't care about Avatar. I know how good they were with... Although it's apparently a good game, so I don't know. It's Blue People Far Cry. Yeah. And I know how good the <laughs> beginning of Division 2 like felt and could have been. Because they started out with like the same kind of base. Yeah. We're still in an urban. We're in DC. There's a little bit more open. Okay. There's these things like, okay, some of like some weapon builds and whatever are wrong, but like we can fix that. That's easy enough. And like the tweaking of the getting a Gatling gun, getting a all the grenade launcher, like getting the special weapons for depending on yeah. what class you were. All of that can also be like power level tweaked and like builds can be tweaked or whatever. But at the core, D1 was just so good about farm, loot thing it was it, it the complexity was at a good level i just wanted more and like remember, i just wanted more of it do you remember going back in in d1 where we'd log in and you had the you hit the map screen and it'd be like hey there's the weekly thing the weekly like hard mission or whatever and you need to clear these two out on uh, hard difficulty first then that unlocks this on challenging and then you go do that on challenging and then it was just like, hey, that's done for the week to clear that part. And then we still want you to do uh, a total of seven hard missions, three challenging ones, collect 50 random parts or whatever it was. Like It gave you a clear checklist on the side of like, yeah. knock these things out. This will reset next week. Yeah. And so you had something to go in, farm that out. And then if you were farming a specific boss or whatever for a specific piece of gear, you'd be like, oh, okay, I want the striker set. I'm going to go do blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Then it, it get to that part in D2 and it's like, Okay, I cleared this out, and they're like, "Yeah, cool, it cleared out, and it reset six hours later." And you're like, 
I can't keep up. This mm-hmm. needs to be a weekly thing. Yep. You guys have to be okay with people playing other games. Yeah. Like yeah. You can't, you can't try to f- force a FOMO. Like, you can't do it. I mean, if they would have done the the D one style weekly, and then like I don't know, uh, quarterly or every year, half year, release like an expansion or something. Even if they were still doing the battle pass thing, but still with that same method of like each week, here's this, and then here's always the generic missions, mm-hmm. and then here's the battle pass missions. So you're using the generic ones to move along the free rewards. So you'd get. For starting the battle pass, you get nothing at level one, but then at like level three is a free tier that gives you like a little emblem for your gun yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like some skin thing. But then you don't get another free one until like nine. Yeah. But if you pay, you get the ones at one, two, four, five, six, seven, eight. But you're also getting all the extra missions that are like, here's the seasonal thing to go kill this guy on challenging difficulty at this mission or whatever. But it's just like it became so clusterfuck to look at the map, and I was like, I'm not figuring this out. Yeah. It's too confusing. I'm I'm not wasting brain power to figure out how to play your game when I want to figure out how do I kill the enemy during yeah. the game. Anyway, that's a whole lot of tangents about nothing. Yeah. So let's talk about the future. 2024. Division Artland. Yeah. Apparently. Um, sh- should be out at some point. Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones. Matt's favorite game. Yeah, that one uh, is on the most anticipated list strictly because drama how many times can you say that you know that a train crash is gonna happen and actually make it to where it's gonna happen to watch it happen yeah i don't know you got any you got any standout most anticipated for 2024 that are like division heartland is on there oh yeah because i i am i i'm jonesing for a division and i'm just mad that it's an extraction shooter but i'm like part of me wants to go reinstall d1 i know (laughs) i'm that i kind of like it's interesting because like I said, Destiny and the Division. Though I, every once in a while I get the itch where I'm like, man, I could really go for some Division and or like something. Division you know, like, One would feel so much better than Destiny would, just because like Destiny is meant as an MMO to like be lived in. Mm-hmm. But Division, you can just roll, yeah, get a full up kit and go dominate. And I've been trying to wait because I've been trying to wait because I know Heartland's coming, and it's like I might as well. Can I get the itch? Yeah. Can that satisfy? Let's see what and, it does. Yeah. Um. Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth. Yep. Definitely up on that list. Mm-hmm. Uh, give, me, give me some other things. I'm, I know I'm forgetting right. things. I'm, I got oh, some lists. Manager 25. Yep. War Within. Wait, it, is this the one that they're getting the new engine, or is this the this is This coming one is the one they're supposed to be going to the new engine. Okay. Now, what the fuck does that mean, and what bugs does that introduce? Don't know. I don't know, because they're going to Unreal, right? Rumoredly, yeah. yeah. I believe they were actually going to Unity, but I'm not positive about okay. that. And now um, that Unity kind of did their... Well, things. I have I have a list of things, <laughs> and I'm gonna call some out. That War Within new WoW expansion. Yep, jerking me off in November. Hopefully September. Yeah. Uh, so for January, Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. Don't know if you well, care about yeah, that. Yeah, I don't, I don't really care about that. You got your uh, Last of Us Part Two remastered. Don't give off flying <laughs> Infinite Wealth, which we talked about. Yep. Tekken Eight, which we don't play fighting games, but it's another fighting game. Uh, Rugby 24. That's a random one. Helldivers 2 in February. Definitely intrigued. I am intrigued. I am intrigued to see if we can get the gang. Mm-hmm. And just have Dewey's turrets kill me all over again. Hopefully. Honestly, hopefully. Uh, Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. That's supposed to be in February? Or that get pushed again? I don't remember. 
Uh, I th- think that had leaks, but that is in February. Um, Skull and Bones we talked about. I'm uh, curious about Nightingale. I don't know if you remember that one, but we brought it up and we always have a hard time remembering it. But Nightingale is the one that's ex-Bioware developers and it's like steampunkish, but with portals that you go to different worlds. Oh, so yeah. I think it's supposed to be like a survival-esque game. Yes, I do remember what you're talking about. I'm curious about every time, it. Every time you say the Bioshock devs, I just think of the Bioshock clone. The one that looks almost exactly like Bioshock Infinite. Oh. Um... Where was I? Uh, that's <laughs> this is a random one, but I I I knew it's been coming, and I've been seeing it every once in a while, and like looking forward to it. Star Wars Dark Forces Remaster. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> um, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth for all the Final Fantasy people. Dragon's Dogma Two, which I know a lot of people are looking forward to. Rise of the Ronin. I mean, I'm intrigued at the how that will be south park snow day i'm also intrigued on what that means because i do love a south park game it's not but i don't think this is going to be in the same vein as it's those. not so i'm like it's not like the rpgs which is yeah. kind of i'm but curious I'm, I'm, in, but... I'm still intrigued what does that mean because they're still funny and good, like good times mm-hmm. um destiny 2 the final shape i don't give a fly fuck. is that supposed to be the last Yes. That's supposed to be it, right? Yeah. Okay. I think... It's supposed I, I, to be. Uh, Black Myth Wukong in August. Tekken 8. We talked about Tekken 8. Well, we, I mentioned Tekken 8. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. That's no, all right. Um, this is what I get for looking at a list. Uh, Black Myth Wukong will be interesting because I'm curious to see if it's real. Yes. Is it too good to be true? Like, or I want to see it, it actually getting played, and does it does it play as good as it looks? Because it looks pretty... Like it looks like Souls people will really enjoy it, yeah. which means I will enjoy watching it, not playing it. Exactly. Um, September we got Warhammer 40k Space Marine two. Now that I'm hyped for, only from the idea that I've been listening to Warhammer, which is a problem, and also because every time I see it, it like every time we see a trailer, it does look like it'll be a fun action shooter, mm-hmm. and I'm like, am I getting baited? Um, the list I'm looking at because there are several lists. And they do, they're not 100% similar to each other. I am looking at the list that I normally pull new releases off of, and I'm looking at it for 2024. Okay. That it, it is not like a guarantee, but it is. Yeah. So in the, I'm looking at Game Informer. Okay. And I'm at the games that are to be announced, so they don't have release date. Mario versus Donkey Kong? Yep. That's not, yep. I, did, I skipped that one, but yeah. I know, I'm, I'm still in February. That's fine. Um, Tale of Two Sons remake, mm-hmm. The Inquisitor, The Inquisitor. Uh we've seen the trailers for that, but I can't remember. I think I, I think I kind of remember that. It bugs me that I can't remember it, but we've seen the trailers for it. I know mm-hmm. we have Taxi Life, a city driving simulator. You can use the oh, rig for that. Oh yeah, of course, obviously. Homeworld three. It's what I want. One of my Snowrunner or Mudrunner games to come out. I don't know. I oh, think there yeah, is one. There's can... supposed to be one. Uh, Outlast Trials. You want to be a uh, spooky? No, thank you. Okay, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> Too scared. Uh, I know you're looking forward to Arc Two, dude. Oh, it's all about family, family and dinosaurs. <laughs> um, Avowed. 
no no solid date. So I'm still just intrigued it, because now it's gone dark. Yeah. I, I now I need to see it again with a release date. With an actual gameplay trailer. Yes. Not just sliding through sand. Because there was the they did openly admit that they they did a little bit of a I don't want to say like a not a rug pull, but yeah, they they changed their their uh game philosophy on it a bit. Yeah, so what does what does that mean? Octopath Traveler 2. Well, that's coming to Xbox. It's already on on Switch. So that doesn't count. Um a, there's a Beyond Good and Evil 20th anniversary edition coming out. So yep. does that mean we're going to see No, absolutely not. Okay. That's fair. That's all you're going to see and they're not going to acknowledge the fact that they're making a new one. <laughs> uh What else we got on here? Stalker 2. Yep. That I'm, one I'm in that list of show me. I want to I hope that it can come out in 2024. Yeah. Um, I hope that the delay with a war was enough to they're allow making, it to exist. I didn't I either forgot or didn't realize they were doing a Greedfall 2. Oh man. Hades 2. Oh yeah, that was the one I, I that wasn't on my list that I wanted to bring That's, up. Yep. That'll be a big one. Yeah, oh, 100%. Hades was massive. Hades was great. Super Super Giant doesn't miss. Though arguably, I would say they missed with Pyre, but I enjoyed my first playthrough of Pyre. I just was not doing it again. 33 Immortals is going to be potentially a fun streamer one. I can't remember. Oh, wait. That's the one where they're they're doing the announcement, and they go, not one, but two players. Three players. Yeah. 33. (laughs) We're like, what the fuck? What do you mean, 33? Uh, Let's see here. Frostpunk. Two first one was somewhat well received. I think two's already out as well, but it might be not on the console of that list. Cat Quest Pirates of the Caribbean. Jesus, Microsoft Flight Simulator twenty four. Hell yeah, Multiversus. Which is actually funny that that's coming back because remember that went. Do- remember how that came out existed yeah. and they turned it off and went dormant. Yeah. So that should probably have a good a good uh, return. Yeah. Good return. Hope you'd hope. One would hope. Uh, no rest for the wicked. Do you remember that one? That trailer we saw. Yeah, it's the yeah. That one's gonna be. That looked interesting. It, yeah, it, I don't know if I'm gonna play it, but it did look interesting. Yeah, not something I'd play, but it, it looked like it had a neat art style. Uh, Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door. That's just a port. Ah, okay. Uh, you said soccer two, Senua Saga, Hellblade. Yeah, I don't think that's fucking, actually coming out. No, I don't okay. that, right. that game's pissed me off now. Um, Star Wars what about Outlaw, Mew, what about which Mew, uh, Mugenics. Mugen, oh that fucking dude. I'm this. See, this is whatever. Um, <laughs> Star Wars Outlaws, which I genuinely don't think is coming out in 2024. I don't think so either. I think that's gonna get delayed. Starship Troopers Extermination. That's got to be a meme. Uh, yeah, I would. I would also think that. Guess that. Uh, what we got here? Yeah, there's just like the Wolf Among Us too. I hope that actually comes out in 2024. But man, they've been real quiet. That was still my favorite. Uh, Streets of Rogue Two coming out will be interesting. 
Uh, Wolf Among Us 2 was in my, or Wolf Among Us was probably my favorite or second favorite game from Telltale, mm-hmm. with Borderland, Tales from the Borderlands being the other one. For some reason, I remembered that. Don't know why. That I ranked those in that order? That those two were like your preferred Telltale games. Oh, yeah. Probably because every time the other ones come up, I just say, boo, boo hiss. I don't know. That's about it for my list, other than the war with Towerborn. That was the the one that we keep seeing where they show the tower and like the rest of the world. And you, you like go out on adventuring things and you come back to the, the giant tower. We've mm-hmm. seen previews for that multiple times now. Um, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Holy shit. That's still not out. I saw that and I was like, I, I wasn't confident that it wasn't out already. Yeah, so neither I was like, mm, going to ignore that. That exists. World of Goo 2. World of Goo. It's not Game Pass. I'll Matt, play it. Matt's game where he looks at it and he goes, this and looks like I've played this before. <laughs> um. 2024, any, any, um, any things you'd like to see for the new year? Any trends you hope that, what, uh, what are we, what are we looking forward to or um, hoping for? Hopes and dreams, as they put it in the document. This is four years too late, but I need to start seeing console specific, actually pushing the fact that you're running on a new generation hardware. Alan Wake pushed it. Gaiden pushes it, at least on, on PC for mm-hmm. me. Um, but, like, MLB The Show does not push the fact that they're running out new hardware. Yeah. I need to see those visual improvements that I make. Like, the only thing that the MLB The Show, and I'll give them credit for this, but I can't really give them credit as much as I can Sony. The hard drive is so fucking fast in that. It's, you know, it's just as fast as this is up here. Yeah. Technically a little bit faster, but... It's weird going through menus and just flying through them instead of actually like there's no there's not you're not in a load screen for more than two seconds. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like LB the show still looks like it did years ago. I need to see that change. The gameplay has been good, the uh, Diamond Dynasty has been probably the best it's ever been. But I need to see a an actual visual upgrade. Yeah. And it and it has not happened. So I I want to see these sports games taking an actual leap, like a like a not just a generational leap, but like somebody needs to reset the bar on what it means to have a good looking sports game. Yeah. Um. I think I yeah. I think I agree with that. As far as like the racing ones look the best. There's a problem. The problem is that they're still developing for last-gen consoles, which is... We're four years in, stop. Yeah, I just... It would be nice to to cut that and uh, actually get some, some next-gen content. Um, The one trend I would like to see go away in 20, for 2023, and, you know, we do better in 2024, is fucking game delays. Like... I would I pre- I prefer games to be delayed so that they come out better, but I would also prefer them to be realistic about when shit's coming out so they don't have to delay stuff. Yeah, I would I would rather anything that gets announced in 2024 have have a date where I can go, I can see that. Yeah. And not absolutely not, which mm-hmm. is the re- majority of my reaction during Summer Game Fest and the Game Awards 
is they're like coming in 2024. I'm like, no, the fuck you're not. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything else that really comes to mind as far as like stop remastering games from two years ago. Yeah. That's just um, like a general thing. Like you don't do that. Yep. That's bad business practices. Yep. I mean, don't in general, a, actually just don't call it a remaster and I'd be fine with it. If you specifically had just said it's the port to the PS five, you know, Hey, here's this, we're moving it up and here's the little DLC. I wouldn't even complain. Be like, yep. Makes sense. The fact I, that you're calling it a remaster infuriates me. Yeah. Um, I would like to be, I'd like to feel like a child again in that, like, I, Ooh, I'm so I, jaded I, I now like yeah. to, like, I would like to be hit with game announcements and stuff to where I'm, like, you know, giddy or, or like, you know, like something that, that's so. Give me that whimsical feeling. Yes. Either, it, it's a mix of that and. You might get this with the rig a little bit, mm-hmm. but I want to be playing something and just have that. <laughs> yeah, this is so good. I'm fucking kidding. like, I want the. I'm waking up Saturday morning to go do this. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm. That's what like, I'm hoping. Like, I, I, I was, wa- I was thinking through this as just now as you were talking, and I was like, I want, like, I was gonna say, I want companies to make good decisions again. Like thinking about like Sony and stuff. Sure. Like that. Yeah, I also want world peace. I know exactly. <laughs> Which that's where I morphed it into is where I like I just kind of want that feeling again. Like, and that's kind of the sadness of like the idea of like E three not being a thing anymore because you know that's traditionally when you'd get that like ooh like all these fun yeah. things. But you know, I just like to get I don't know if it's original IP or like you know like Sony's the one that's easy to hit because they constantly are just making the same shit. Like, they're letting Naughty Dog make the same shit over and over again. Ubisoft's making the same fucking game and just labeling it differently. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I don't know. Just new, different things. Yeah. And I I want that. I want something to, to, to stroke that chord of, like, I got it a little bit with Alan Wake, and I get it with Like a Dragon. But mm-hmm. it, kind of it still is me just kind of going, like, yeah, I enjoyed these. These are fun. Mm-hmm. But I want that. Christmas morning feeling that I get from like wow launches. Yes. Where it's me and the boys, there's like 15 of us in a Discord call. Mm-hmm. And we are just slamming through the zones, leveling and laughing. And oh, did you find this? Oh, did you see this? Oh, did you do this over here? And it's just, it's that moment. It is the Fallout 4 in my garage moment. Yeah. Um, or like the GTA 5 heists or GTA like... 5 heist moments, us playing the crew. Mm-hmm. Like, as much as I shit on the crew, it was so entertaining. Just even when we just did the, hey, I wanted to just go drive around the entire map. Yeah. When we realized in beta that you could drive from New York to San Francisco to Florida and back up. Like it was it, 45 minutes of us just cruising around talking, but it was, it was, that was that fun. That was the thing. Yeah. And that's why I'm hoping that that rig kind of gives us that a little bit when, if we, if we're both set up to play uh, GT7 or something and be like, dude, get on. We got to go race whatever. Yeah. And set it up for actually having to like, I don't know what that was. It's a weird noise. Might have been my body. I don't know. That was weird. That was really weird. Um, but like actually do something like that where it's, you know, oh, hey, we got to go do this and like put on a a, a 10 or 20 lap race with like mm-hmm. mandatory two pits or something and like do do something to like challenge ourselves. But we get to have that not bro moment, but, you know, it's just. Yeah, the, it's just like the fun. It's that. It's the we have not the two of us or like as a group 
I would love to sit down and get a group to play Ready or Not because I think that would be fucking hysterical. Yeah, I guess that's kind of what it is. I'm looking for something that reunites that yeah that, that flame all, and brings, brings everyone to, together. Hell Divers Two might do that. Hell Divers Two. Um, I did think that Ready or Not. I I did hear that. I don't know if that was that was a weird noise. Keep going. Bizarre. Um, I did have that same feeling that Ready or Not could do something like that. Um, I don't know. I mean, whenever GTA 6 comes out, that might might do it for us. But just something that brings it back. So. Nate's in home defense mode right now. Hearing weird noises outside. I can't tell what I'm hearing. I don't know if I need to stab somebody. Not yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's about it. I don't have anything else for yeah, hopes uh, and dreams. And <laughs> that's about it. No, just that. Just 2024. And, and I don't have anything else for hopes and dreams, period. Um, uh, yeah, last seven days. You been up to anything? or No. I mean, we do have some short stuff I can read through real okay, quick. Okay, all right, never mind. In a new interview published in the, late, the latest issue of Play Magazine, Dragon Dogma's two director apologized for fans, two fans for long the long way and assured that if it had been up to him, he would have done the sequel right away. Uh, the next entry in the Witcher series, currently known as Polaris, is going to see a development ramp up in 2024, uh, with development team moving from 330 to 400 people. Day before servers will be shut down in January. Steam is issuing proactive refunds. And Christopher Judge, who played Kratos in God of War and God of War Ragnarok, says he wouldn't consider voicing a younger Kratos out of respect for the character's original voice actor, Terrence C. Carson. I did see that. Honor among voice actors. Now, as far as the past week goes, I've had, I took the week off, um, and I've done nothing productive. I have bummed around. Um, haven't really done much with the rig. I did start to mess with the seat today, which I'm, I'll probably figure that out. Um, my two remaining monitors showed up today. So um, hopefully by the end of the weekend, the physical part of it will be complete nice and um that's it just watching or an episode of reacher every once in a while i think i've only watched like two or three episodes i haven't started season two yet yeah and uh watching some anime and um i've probably watched the fucking super mario movie like 800 times because aiden loves it and he's literally watched it three times back to back wow like as soon as it ends, we have to restart it, and he because he'll go ballistic if we try to get him to watch anything else or try to do something else. Huh. So it's really annoying. It's like I, I torture. It. Yeah. God's torturing me, or higher power, or whatever the universe, <laughs> whatever you believe in. Right. Anyways, what have you been up to? Uh, not too much. Visited the fam. How was the weather? It was good. It was all right. It What's the weather good. like down there? Uh, like 65s. Okay. So good for us. Yeah. Yeah. Not nothing that I was dying for. Yeah. 
though they, I think they do keep the house warmer than I do. So of that, course, it, it was just like I'm sweating my balls off. <laughs> Comes with the territory, older folks. Oh, I, I, it's not even that. I think they kept it warm when they were here too. It was just I I always prefer cold. I'm yeah, I'm, you know, I'm I'm warm blooded to the point mm-hmm. of like exuding heat. Yeah, Samantha likes the house warm. I walk around in shorts and t-shirt. Yeah, in the middle of the winter. Yeah. I'm going outside to get my mail, and people are like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, exactly. Like, Dude, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. I gotta cool down at some point. Steam's just coming off my body. Yeah. <laughs> if there was more snow on this porch, I'd go out and just sit down in boxers and just kind of just cool myself off for a bit, like a fucking husky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wake me up from a sleep, and I just kind of <laughs> shake it all off. Um, no, went down, saw them. Haven't played anything this week because that's what I've been doing. Yep. Um, gotta get into some WoW this weekend to get caught up. Start Assassin's Creed Mirage. Do uh, some more like a dragon, and I gotta buy some wood chips because I gotta set this smoker into a. Uh, I think I'm supposed to do it once empty, just mm-hmm. to like not, season not it, so much kind of. Uh, kind of season it, but just like. I I guess it's a seasoning kind of. Um, Was it like burn off residual chemicals uh, or something? something? Something along those lines. I can't. They're like, yeah, do it once for a little while and let it like you know smoke it up and whatever. And I'm like, okay. And then I think I'm going to try to do ribs for us next week. If I get wood chips in time. Okay. Um, if I don't get wood chips in time, well, hey, fuck it. Uh, but I've been t- I was given a rib recipe for the most part that should be pretty easy to achieve. Nice. Um, so we'll see. All right. Uh, but yeah, that, that's the... That's the idea, and that's about all I got. Same, nothing. Eventually, I'll get into the two Switch games I need to get into, but I got other things I got to beat first. So those get backburners. This guy's got games. Must be nice. Must be nice. Like, so do you, but you have responsibilities that I don't. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I have too many responsibilities and not enough willpower. all right well that being said we'll see you guys in 2024 happy new year acast powers the world's best podcasts here's a show that we recommend the real housewives is a guilty pleasure for most but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure tune in to everything iconic with me danny pellegrino where i break down all the messy moments and behind the scenes antics of bravo's popular franchise and on everything iconic i also interview celebrity guests like kelly ripa kiki palmer drew barrymore cameron diaz and more about their guilty pleasures their past work and so much more so if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality tv like me tune into everything iconic with danny pellegrino wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.